Hi, Closing Deals and Heels here. I was hoping to meet you. Yes, you. I am here to add to your personal development growth and change your life. I have grown a multi-billion dollar recruiting business. They say I'm an empire builder, growth coach for mortgage loan officers nationwide, nominated most powerful woman in mortgage banking by National Professional Mortgage Magazine. With me, you'll find a mixture of interviews with some of the most driven personal development hunters I have ever met. Moments of self-healing, guided meditations, and quick boosts of motivation. My biggest hope is that you leave each podcast with new life and the willpower to go out to the world and chase your divine purpose. Do we have a deal? Closing Deals and Hills is back with a phenomenal guest today, Theoni Raffo. My girl has hit over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. She is taking the social media world by storm. I have admired her not only consistent, creative, um, constant approach in educating home buyers nationally across the country. She lives in Delaware, but I will tell you she is creating ripple effects across the nation for those that are looking to build their wealth through real estate. For those that are looking to become landlords, first-time home buyers, there's something for everybody in the process. So, Theoni, sister, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me, Kelsey. I'm so excited to finally be able to to catch up and and to talk. It's cool because we got connected originally through the beautiful world of social media, and one thing that Theoni does that is so raw and real and vulnerable is that she's her true self when it comes to mom life and working, running a household, uh, running a biz- a very successful business uh, as a loan officer with Annie Mac. Um, you know, when we first got connected, she was not with Annie Mac and, you know, Matt Miller, shout out to Matt, our, Annapolis, Maryland branch manager, who is the team that Fiona's plugged into. Um, Matt, you are one of a kind, my friend. And I know you're listening to this right now because you constantly are supporting both of us. Um, But kudos to to you, Fiona, on the success that you've achieved. Share with our group a little bit on some of the wins, some of the highlights in these last few months. Um, A brand is a formalization of our reputation, right? When we're building a brand, the goal is to create massive impact, massive results, and change lives. And that's something you're doing so well. Can you share with our group a little bit, like, what are the patterns? What are the consistencies? Like, what are those activities, the habits that you've had to form for yourself to hit on massive impact? Um, I, love, I love that question. Uh, and, and the first thing that comes to mind is something I say all the time. My goals just don't care how I feel. Um, and I said, I've said it so much in my life, but really the past couple months I've played it out. Um, I've been tested in ways that I don't want to do certain things and I don't want to show up or I don't want to create a piece of content. And then I like not only think it, but I truly believe it. Um, my goals just don't care how I feel. And so being present to accepting that, but also, you know, thinking about my future self too, has definitely been something that keeps me in that rhythm and just keeps me doing the daily activities that a lot of us don't want to do, but we know is going to better us in the future. 
Um, so, I mean, I think just staying consistent on social has been huge for me um, and finding ways to, and we'll, we'll get into this if you want, but just, you know, the burnout, the burnout is real um, and it can happen. And so I think finding ways through that has also allowed me for daily activities that I see help to build this successful business that I'm trying to build. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about, I don't care what my mind says, right? It's my goals that are running me and driving me. They're driving this vehicle and my body's here to follow. And I think that's one of the hardest things that we have to grasp as leaders of our businesses, especially in the entrepreneurship world. It's lonely. It's quiet. It's not always warm and fuzzy. There's not always butterflies and rainbows, but we've embraced that quiet time. We've embraced that solitude time. And so, you know, while, so give, give the flavor of your brand, like, and I could give a couple words, but I'd like to hear from you first. Like, what are some of the things that when people see your brand and they see your stuff, like what kind of feelings do they get? What kind of emotion are you driving to create? Um, so I recently rebranded ish to not your daddy's lender. And we would say this all the time in the <laughs> branch because it's kind of true, but I want people to, and, and this is true because I know people have this feeling when they come to my page, it's almost like a little bit disruptive professionally, um, you know, where I'm not like hurting anybody's feelings. But when you come to my page, a lot of people are surprised to know that I do mortgages, which is just the most boring. It is, it's just boring. Um, but adding that spice of like the, like the memes and the, and the different ways of, you know, being able to educate, I think is what makes it fun. But I just want people to, to see it as approachable. And so for me, I, that approach is like humor and not your daddy's lender. Like we don't do things old school. It's very new school. You can ask me any questions. Like it's a learning process. The markets change. There's always something, you know, that you're learning that's new. <laughs> and then of course, <laughs> and then of course people also know I'm a mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, it, that was like the perfect cue. It's almost <laughs> like you pointed that. Um, Costas is, is how old He's now? almost a year on the 18th. He'll be a year old. So I remember when you first gave birth to him and I was like, and I'm pregnant with my first as Yay. you know, and, and some of our audience knows. And like, I look up to you cause I'm like, wow, like she's creating all this, this time within her brand. And it's, it's consistent every single day. And a lot of it involves mom life, right? You're talking real world stuff from your daily habits, your routines, your morning routine, um, what it's like to have a child, an infant on your lap and working on the computer at the same time and making it happen, making shit happen. And at the end of the day, I think one of the most powerful things is that action. And we were talking about this before we even hit the record button. And I asked you, like, as I'm stepping into mamahood and business world and enjoying the balance of both worlds, like what's your, what's your biggest advice? And it's so cool because it's like, you, you get to be reactive, but at the same time, it's all about balance. So it's how we react to the situations. And I know there's a lot of people listening in on this, whether you're a father or a mother who is constantly on that, walking that balance beam, right? And you're trying to stay steady and you're trying to make sure that 
you're doing all the right things and your posture is perfect and you're staying composed and your facial expressions are composed and there's no such thing as perfect. So could you share a little bit like in your day to day, how some of the wins, obviously through building your business, being a loan originator, creating this welcoming brand, being a mama, like what's your biggest joy out of all of that combined in, and maybe one of your biggest lessons learned here in the last year and having yourself. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back <clears throat> to what we talked about before with being reactive. Um, I think that like we talked about when I was younger in my twenties and I was in that hustle, I was like, all right, here are my days. And like, this is what it's going to look like. And it almost played out the exact way. Now I've learned to almost appreciate like, I don't know what my days are going to entail. I can try as hard as I want to make that schedule yeah. for myself, but it's adapting. And I think a lot of it too is, I know a lot of people, I say this all the time to my mom, like, I don't know how people do this without support. I don't know how people do it by themselves. Like shout out to the single moms out there that make it happen. I don't understand because a lot of it too is my partner. He's also an entrepreneur. I know yours is two cows. And so it's very entrepreneurship in this house. And so we, the back and forth of like passing him back and forth and, you know, you're going to take him on this day and this day, but you can't make a schedule for that. So it's being able to be so like adaptable to your days and then making it happen every day. Like knowing that this is your goal and somehow like you share those goals and you make it happen. Um, but it's really hard. Like people don't talk about it as much as I would like. I was not prepared when I, I thought I was like, great, I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to flex on IG and it's going to be so fun, but it is like really dark sometimes, honestly. And it's really hard. And when you like, I just remember, I feel like you're making sacrifices constantly and always questioning, are these even the right sacrifices? You know, like, am I even doing the right type of sacrificing my kid? Like, is it, is he spending too much time by himself? Is he not, you know, like, you're constantly questioning these sacrifices you make because as an entrepreneur, you make sacrifices. That's how we are successful. But when you're a mom and an entrepreneur, you don't know if what you're sacrificing is right. So, you know, for the past couple of months, I thought meeting up with people in person, you know, would help me build my business. I've learned through that mistake that now I should just meet with people on zoom. It's the same thing. And I'm not sacrificing time with my kid. Um, I'm not having to drive him three hours to his grandma's and then figure out, you know, but it was through doing it that I was like, wow, you know, I'm over here thinking sacrifice my business, but all the wrong things. Um, so again, it's being adaptable and being able to like shift, shift the way you do things. And if you never try something, you're always going to wonder what if, um, last night we were flying home from Phil or from, excuse me, into Philly from Florida. And one of our buddies actually lives in the same neighborhood as us. And we realized, Oh my God, we're all on the same flight. And one thing he brought up to us last night, as I was picking his brain, he's got two kiddos. And he said, your Sunday meetings with your partner, your spouse, it's going to be so important for you to get on the same page of what's happening that week. Right. Where do I need you and where do you need me? And the compromise and the constant juggle of life. So, um, you know, one thing that I want to bring up to our audience is cues, how important our cues are. And when we're building our habits, we have to have triggers because if we just step into a, a, a moment and we step into a room, unless we have these cues and triggers, 
we're not going to create these solid habits. Our brains are going to just run the day and that's what's going to control us. So in my book, Atomic Habits, my book club that I've been talking about for the last few episodes here. Um, hi, buddy. He's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that, you know, when, when you go into, like I was reading in the book, right? If you have an apple and the apples are stuffed in the bottom drawer and you never see the apple, you're not going to think I need to eat the apple. Or I made it a goal for myself. Every time I go to the bathroom, I'm going to do 10 squats. And I have to put a little sticky note in front of me in the bathroom to remind me, do your squats. Um, Whenever you're sitting there brushing your teeth, right? Create a habit. Um, Whenever I come down in the morning to have my bone broth instead of my coffee because I'm pregnant now, um, I am going to sit there and journal. So what do I do? I pull out my journal in the morning. I lay it next to my coffee cup that I'm going to pour my bone broth in, and then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to journal. So it's creating these cues in your life to remind you that, hey, after I do this thing, this thing comes next. And it's like, it's like a toddler, right? You have to have a guide. You have to constantly be showing them the way, showing them the path. And our brains are not manufactured to just do the right thing, to do the best thing all the time. It's just, it's so dependent on our environment. So I'm curious in your daily habits, what you're doing from an environment perspective um, to keep yourself, you know, on a certain level, in a certain pace. Um, And again, every day it's like, I'm doing it. And that's what matters, right? You're taking the action um, and you're gaining the traction but from an environment perspective, what are you doing that's helping you stay on course? So because my husband is so awesome, we take shifts with the baby. So every morning I take a shower. Every single morning I take a shower. I end my shower with a cold shower because um, he's listening to me. So I can't say I take a cold shower because that's wrong. I end with a cold shower. And that is the hardest thing I do all day. And so I say that to myself. And I think the one shower a day every single morning has just changed my, my entire day. It allows me to reset. And you'll understand this, Kelsey. When you have a baby, your days flow into, like the day never stops and ends. So for me, when I shower, that is a new day. And so I, re, like, I refresh, I reset while I'm in the shower. They always say that you get your best ideas and you're really relaxed when you shower. So that is how I that's when I picture my day. Um, and I and Philip both, we clean every single day. Like we not during the day so much as we used to when he was little, but we are cleaning up every single night. Like I'm talking mop, like, like cleaning out the countertops, deep cleaning the air fryer. Like if it's not clean for us at the end of the day, then we haven't start and ended our day, you know? And so I think it's so small, like there, it's just so slight. Like I wish I had something major and grand for you, but if I don't start and stop with those two things, like my days don't start and end the right way. I mean, I'm almost speechless because those little things are huge things in our lives. Because if you're thinking about a mess and it's distracting your focus that's going to throw off your whole vibe of the day. We all know what that feels like. I was actually, I hosted a, a healing and manifestation ceremony with a couple of girlfriends and we were all sitting there and one of my girls had 
has um, a soon to be one year old at home, just like you. And she's like, you know, normally I'd be sitting here looking at my living room. Just, I wouldn't be able to sit and talk with you girls because it'd be driving me crazy. And she goes, I'm actually really proud of myself that I can sit here in the comfort of the chaos and be like, this is my life and I'm freaking proud of it. And I thought to myself, wow, because that's something I personally really um, am very OCD about. And I realized when you have a kid between toys and crumbs and and just the the trail that they make, you can't constantly be behind them like a snowplow or else that's all you'll spend your life right. doing. Um, but the cold shower, I mean, listen, I am on the cold shower train. Let me tell you guys, increasing blood flow circulation, anxiety dissolving literally down the drain. If you do this, I promise you, you will shock your system to the point where your brain feels like it took, I don't know, like a 30 day nap and feels like your entire insides out are just glowing. And it's this refreshing and it doesn't need to be a one minute cold shower. Like you could literally just quick turn it to cold, right? You probably do what I do because I take a steaming hot shower the whole time. <laughs> and then you, you get a little polar bear plunge. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I love that you do that. And it's such a great, it's very significant and very symbolic and almost spiritual for you to just hit that reset button and give yourself that grace and know that like, hey, this is the moment where I get to be born again and, and anew again. Um, I really love that. And I love the partnership that you and Philip have with just linking arms and saying, all right, this is what's going to make me feel fulfilled. This is what's going to make you feel fulfilled. Let's join arms and let's do it together. Yeah. Um, that's a true, true foundation. Yeah. And it's hard. Like, let me tell you, it's not. And especially when you're both entrepreneurs, which, you know, like I said, Kelsey, you know what this feels like. You have different conversations, but they're rooted from the same values because you both want to put in that hard work. But now you have this kid that just enhances everything about your goals. So it's something that you work towards. And like, you know, for him and for me, it changes all the time what resets us, you know, and just what's been steady, at least, has been the showers for me and at night the cleaning. Um, but it changes. And I think embracing that, like, it's okay that things change. And people talk about this a lot, but after you have a kid, you fall into this roommate phase and I like can, and that affects, you know, other things. And so when you're roommates with somebody, anybody, you don't feel comfortable with your business or you you, like feel in a weird, you're in a weird place, but I wish that like somebody would have told me before to like embrace it. Like it's, it's going to be weird, but if you try to avoid it, you're just going to end up being deeper into it. So embracing it and talking through it and knowing that like, it's okay to feel lost. Like it's a lot that's happening, especially when you're me and him are both in this build your business mode right now. We're just in the building blocks and we're doing it with a kid and it's really hard, but it's really fun at the same time. It's a really crazy time. So rewarding. And these are the times you guys can look back on and be like, wow, like, do you remember that? And there's always that moment in your life where it's like everything changed and for good, right? It's not for bad, but it's, it's, and you're right. A lot of people project their fears. Oh, travel now while you can, cause you're not gonna be able to travel later or their own box of reality, their own normal 
they try to give you the box. And, and I just talked about this on my Miracle Morning podcast with Nausicaa the other day. Uh, I'm closing deals and heels pod. Go ahead back and watch it, guys. But we talked about how to not receive specific energy. And it's very hard sometimes because if something's given to you, how can you not absorb it? So we talked a lot about how to form your identity and make sure that you have the, you are the gatekeeper to your own aura and energy. Um, one thing that I want to bring up, I've been reading also, so we probably a lot of us have heard of the secret, the law of attraction. There's a book called the power, which is more on manifesting wealth, health, and relationships. And one thing I was reading on how to self-control emotions. And the book talked about how there's, imagine any negative feeling you may have, whether it's guilt, shame, anger, fear, disappointment, uh, doubt, destruction. They're all different horses. Imagine each horse is labeled a specific emotion. And so we choose in our day to get on a horse. And guess what? When we get on a horse, we can get off a horse. So whenever you find yourself all of a sudden floating down this lazy river of the doubt emotion, or, and you're going down the racetrack with this specific horse, pause, get yourself into a different environment and say, guess what? I just got off that horse. I'm jumping on a new horse. And just that visualization of these horses, just even in the last 24 hours gave me such a new perspective on how I get to control my inner workings of my own mind, my actions, my body, and my soul. Um, I know you're a very old soul, Fiona, and and not to mention like the humor that you bring to your business. And guys, if you're not following her, so how can people? How, what's the best way for people to follow you on all your social media? I am. Can you tell us, Fiona, the lender everywhere? So consistency everywhere, Fiona, the lender. Fiona, the lender. Okay. So follow her if you're not following her right now for not only a good giggle for some massive education, <laughs> um, but also to realize too, that you're not in your own little bubble. Like you said, you create a bridge for people to walk over to you and it's welcoming. It's warming. It's not something that, Oh, I don't know anything about mortgages. I feel like I'm going to feel like a, a ding dong if I don't know what I'm talking about. And I approach her, um, what are some of the questions that people ask you? How, <clears throat> how many times I should post? <clears throat> I get that question all the time. And I love answering it by if, this is my favorite thing to tell people, if social media becomes another task in your to-do list because you feel like it, it is for work, you're never going to do it. You're just not. Um, and that's okay because it takes time. Social media and especially if people want to show up the way I show up at least because other people have different goals for their social media. I don't post just business. I, like you said, you know, you know that I'm a mom, you know, I'm married to Philip, you know, I live at the beach. Like people know these things because I show up every day and it is not a checklist of when I post, I'm not like, great, did it for the day. Like I post because it is a part of my life. Like I, it's, that's my brand. That's my business. Like it's, it's rude if I don't post. It's rude to my audience. It's doing them a disservice. I'm not showing up for my brand. I have what I do. I believe in so much. Like I love what I do. I love that I can help people that I will never stop talking about it until the day I hate it. 
And so when I see that people have that issue with consistency with showing up for their brand, I often ask them, well, do you even love what you do enough to scream it from the rooftops? Because that is what showing up is. You are, you can't shut up about it. You can't shut up about the service that you provide. You are so excited to share another piece of education so much that make three, four, five posts about it a day, post it on your story, post a reel about it. And so that for me is what I'm trying to help people. And so of course this is like something I'm actively trying to work towards, but like an e-course is in my future and things like that, because I love not, you know, I love teaching people about mortgages because that is like my number one thing. But then I realized through that, that I love teaching about how, people should show up on social media and the mindset behind it. Um, and so that that's the big thing that people ask me is how many times should I post? And I always tell them if it's just another check mark, you're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And you have to really believe it. I think about what a personal brand is, right? It's not just something that gets you likes. It's not just something that gets you followers. It's not just something that gets you comments. It's something that when someone views your post, your reel, your story, whatever it may be, there's an emotion that's triggered inside of them. It's either a laugh. It's either, oh my gosh, I never knew that. It's either I need to contact her or it's, I have this goal and she just pushed me to take action towards my goal. And you're creating this sea of followers, right? And so when we build these brands, we want to not just get the action of the like or the comment. We want to actually pull these people into our worlds genuinely, authentically, and rinse and repeat. So how do we do that? And how do we monetize it? Because monetizing it is is probably the hardest part. And in our world, we are doing one of the things that is the most powerful, largest purchase that someone might ever make in their life is buying. It's the highest price ticket item ever. (laughs) Ever, ever. Highest price ticket item ever. Amen, you said it. So when we are carefully holding their hands through this process, like we realize there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of what ifs. There's a lot of risk. There's a lot of Oh my gosh, I'm going to give all this savings out as for a down payment. So guiding, and we'll kind of end on this, like guiding someone from, I never owned a home before. I'm a renter into home ownership. Like what, what does somebody gain? How do they interact with you? What is that process? And that introduction first look like that consult call. Um, so I just started doing these consult calls couple weeks ago, because back to the mom fear, I was so scared with him in the background um, to do them until Matt Miller and Philip and everyone was like, dude, just do it. And so I was like, okay, you're right. I'm just going to do it. And a lot of times people don't, first off, I learned that people don't care about hearing a baby in the background. And if they do, they're not the client that I want. And so for me, these people, when they do these initial consults already know me so much that it is a conversation. It's almost like, like I'm catching up with somebody who knows me and now I'm just trying to like get filled in on their lives because I don't know them, you know? So it's always, I've been following you for so long and like, finally this video made me pull the trigger to contact you or like, I saw your video on doing this. Like, you know, how do we talk about that? And so 
these initial consults now become truly consultations and not selling. Like, I don't feel like I know I'm selling. I don't ever feel like I'm selling because I've already sold myself. Like that sounds terrible and weird, but I'm already doing that part, you know, by showing up. And by the time this lead comes to me, it is a conversation I have with these people. And I can't tell you, like, it's still very weird to me. I'm very humbled and thankful for it, but it's still so crazy to me that people will say things like, I trust you and I trust your judgment. Like I'll say something to them, something small. Oh, I think you should put 3% down, not 5%. And here's why the rates will do this book. And they're just like, that makes so much sense. Like I, this two days ago, this girl said, I'm not even going to tell my dad that I found you on TikTok because I told him your advice. And he was like, that sounds like a really good loan officer. And I was so scared to tell him I found you on TikTok. And it's like, it's just so crazy to me. Um, you know, and so the, the power of social, and this could be a whole other episode, obviously. Um, but I see like the TikTok side as the lead gen. And then people usually before they fill out my application, um, will go to my Instagram. And then that is my like nurture. People talk about systems and CRMs and stuff. And that's how I see my social media. And so by the time that lead comes to me, it is again, a conversation I have, um, with these initial consultations. It, it doesn't feel like a sell at all. We've said this so many times, right? Like you, me, Matt, the team, people do business with people that they like and they trust. And you've built this identity, this energy, and it's authentically who you are. And I can relate because it's like, sometimes I'll talk to someone. They're like, oh, I know you just got married. I know you're pregnant. You're having a boy. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, it's my first conversation. But you know all that from my social media. And there is so much power in that. And I think about it all the time. Like, could you imagine if we were doing this 20, 30, 40 years ago with none of this? Like, I'm so thankful that we, we do have this vehicle to jump into. And with the whole like baby in the background thing, if anything, that makes people see that you're a real human and you're not just sitting at a desk cranking things out day by day. Like you're actually doing the damn thing. Like you're sitting there enjoying mamahood, building this empire. People respect that grind and it gives them something to relate with you on and you something to relate with them on. Um, so that's so, so cool. Now looking forward, 2023, 2024, 2025, right? Maybe some more little bambinos in the mix. I don't know. <laughs> um, you've got obviously your production goals, um, one thing that your team is really good at is accountability. And I know I said my last topic was going to be my last topic, but this just popped <laughs> in my head because I know you do it so well. Um, from an accountability perspective, how does the team, someone listening to this, right, who, who knows that they need that extra little kick in the tush, they need that extra boot, like, how do you surround yourself with accountability? Because you brought up how Matt and Philip and Aaron and the team have been like, just do it like Nike, right? Just do it. What are some of the things that you would suggest our audience to do if they need that extra accountability push, finding someone and how do you ask for it? Yeah. The asking for a thing. Um, if you ever get that answer, let me know because that's, <laughs> that's the hardest part. Um, I think the, the biggest thing is surround yourself with people who you feel a little bit vulnerable with. Um, and I say that because Philip, for example, he knows when I start doing things on my own, <clears throat> like the simplest things, like making my own coffee when I have him on my hip, he'll be like, what do you need help with? 
and not the coffee, but like, why do you feel like you need to do everything yourself? You know, and I don't know how to ask for help because I, again, it could be a whole other topic, but the way I was brought up, like my mom just did everything. My dad just did everything. It's easier to do it yourself than to ask for help, you know, sometimes. So I have that mentality. And Matt now understands that when I get overwhelmed with leads, when I get overwhelmed with my systems, like I don't say, oh, I need help. It's because I've been vulnerable enough to say, if I'm ever in a position where I have 50 emails and I'm posting about it, laughing on Instagram, someone come and help me, like call me and be like, why do you have 50 emails in your inbox? What is it that you need help with? And I think it's easy to tell you, like, get in a group chat with people that keep you accountable. And, you know, but those people don't know, excuse me, those people don't know you. So it's harder to set yourself up, but then easier later on to stay accountable. It's really easy to put yourself in a group chat with people who are already doing the things and then fall out of that swing. Um, and then not have anybody know your routine to bring you back in and to really back in. So I think that's the coolest culture about our branch is that we all know we talked about triggers earlier. We all know like if Hannah's not been texting in the group chat for a little bit, something's up, you know? And so somebody's going to call Hannah or somebody's going to text Hannah or same with Matt or whatever. And so it's knowing that that stuff is occurring and that they need help but nobody's going to ask for it because we're just badass mortgage loan officers that think we can do everything, you know? So, which we can do a lot, but, um, I think it's finding those people. It could be one or two, you know, it could be your significant other and somebody at work or two people at work or somebody in your family. That's like, Hey, you know, I've noticed that you're posting this content, but you're actually struggling. So what's going on and how can I help? And I'm so thankful I found those people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's the hardest thing is to raise your hand and be like, hey, I need a life jacket. Yeah. When you were trained to swim on your yes. And it's so cool when you do do that and you're like, wow, I was really able to be vulnerable enough to ask yes. and be vulnerable. That is communication. Um, hey, buddy. So for those of you watching here, we've got Costas who just showed up in his cute little bed head. He's so sweet. <laughs> well, if you want to I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> and listen, you're inspiring the world. So keep enjoying this process no matter where you're at in your life, whether you are feeling like you're starting from ground zero, whether you're at the top of your mountain, you're staring at 10 more mountains to climb, whether you are just starting or you built this mega brand and you're like, what's next? But I, I want to remind us, and I'm actually going to quick read something as we wrap up. It just popped in my head. One of my accountability partners um, sent this to me this morning to remind me how powerful it is for us to... You know, it's so easy for us to lose perspective when we're constantly gunning to be the best versions of ourselves and realizing like I'm pretty badass where I'm at right now and having those words of kindness. So here we go. Why do we start a new year with promises to improve? Who began this tradition of never ending pressure? I say the end of the year should be filled with congratulations for all we survived. And I say a new year should start with promises to be kinder to ourselves to understand better just how much we bear as humans on this exhausting treadmill of life. 
And if we are to promise more, let's pledge to rest before our bodies force us. Let's pledge to stop and drink in life as it happens. Let's pledge to strip away a layer of perfection to reveal the flawed and wondrous humanity we truly are inside. Why start another year gifted to us on this earth with demands on our already overstrained humanity when we could be learning to accept that we were always supposed to be imperfect? And that is where the beauty lives, actually. And if we could only find that beauty, we would also find peace. This was Leanne Hansby, one of uh, the influencers. She is a Peloton coach. Uh, shout out to you, sister. Thank you for inspiring us. And, you know, she may never know that she got to inspire us and all these viewers on this on this podcast. Uh, but that's the whole point, right? We give out into the world, not with it expecting what comes back to us, but truly what ripples out into the world and knowing God's doing his thing. So. Amen. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you so much, Kelsey. I can't wait to come back in another however long and talk about more things. Girl, we got to do this like I know. It's like therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. I love you and have a beautiful day. And I will talk to you soon. All right, Mama. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. I will act now. The now is right on time, and the now is all we have. Thank you for being present on Closing Deals and Heals podcast today. I am your host, Kelsey Suarez. Today, I remind you in this life, we are building castles, not tents. I want to hear from you. Follow and message me on Instagram at Closing Deals and Heals with underscores between each word. If you are a mortgage loan officer or branch manager looking for a coaching consultation call on business growth or recruiting team building support, or maybe you're a home buyer looking to build your wealth through real estate, or maybe you're focused on revamping your social media and you want to go to the next level, go to my bio and click set up consultation call. You walk with the divine. You carry that fire to ignite your purpose. Give yourself grace and do one thing today that will bring you closer to your wildest dreams. Darling, you belong here, sending you peace and eternal love.